What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Broad Street Coverage Podcast. Today we have myself, Philly Sports Today, Nate, Philly Sports Gang, Nick, 76 on Nation, and Samir, Fly Sixers Fly. Uh, before we start, make sure to follow the Instagram at Broad Street Coverage. Subscribe to the YouTube, Broad Street Coverage, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're going to start by talking about the Phillies. Uh, we're currently 8-7. and seven. After playing some tough teams to start, um, you know, we, we had two, uh, what was it, um, 12 games against two of the best teams the in the division, the and we went 6-6. Six and six. And then um, a series against the Cardinals, who are presumed to be the NL Central favorites, although the Reds have been, although the Reds have been uh, hot to start the year, and they could they could win. But anyway, the Cardinals are a solid team, and uh, if it wasn't if it weren't for Matt Moore uh, throwing meatballs and not throwing any strikes <laughs> last night, uh, we probably could have swept that series, but um, yeah, so we're 8-7 and seven through 15, and uh, does anybody have any thoughts on how the season has started? Um, I mean, there's not much you can complain about, like, like we said uh, in our, I guess, last episode, like we were talking about, like, a preview of the season, like, the bullpen has been great. Not, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's been so it's been good fun. enough, but yeah, I mean, it's been good enough. The only time it was really shaky was the Braves series a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets series, the starters just didn't really like the last Mets series away. The starters didn't really give us a chance. Um, yeah, I think I and uh, also our offense is terrible too. So can't that's where I put the blame for that series, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, our bullpen's been, like, obviously worlds better than last year. Um, starting pitching has had its great moments, and it has bad moments, but more good than bad, I guess. Like, we saw today, Nola had a complete game shutout. Mm-hmm. Um, Wheeler had that Wheeler insane had performance that, uh, earlier in the year. I am – I'm not – I think it's a little – it's obviously too early to, you know, give a verdict on whether the bullpen is good or not because they haven't mm-hmm. really been in many troubling situations. Uh, yeah. The only one being that second Braves game. And, uh, well, now I, I think, well, I guess they've been in a few, but uh, the only one that was really blown was the Hector Hector save against the Mets. Um, but again, there was runner starting on second, uh, and then Alvarado with that like choppy Freddie Freeman sink, or I guess it was a single to, uh, give the Braves the lead in that second game. But mm-hmm. other than that, I think that they've been, they've been really good. Uh, Archie Bradley's out for a few weeks, unfortunately, but, uh, Connor Brogdon is really good. I like him a lot. He hasn't even allowed a run yet. Yeah. Think. Um, Alvarado's been good. Uh, that uh, Kinsler has been pretty good. Um, Coonrod. Yeah, Coonrod throws gas. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, Romero's been terrible. But I didn't really expect yeah. a from him. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. As for the starting pitching, I think we have a really like we have one of the best top three starters in in baseball. Like for sure. When e- when everybody's on that that top three is great, but then it's kind of a drastic drop off. I mean, Chase so Anderson Matt, is is uh, all right, but Matt Moore is just pathetic. Yeah, the Matt Moore experiment has just been an utter failure. Like, I mean. We didn't. I didn't expect it to work out, but I don't know. They they gotta yeah. try something else there. Nick and I were actually talking about this the other day in chat. I think it was yesterday. Uh, Cole Hamels. I know he's kind of washed, but he's still a free agent. And Rick Rick Porcello. I mean, both of them are kind of washed. I I guarantee they'd be better than Matt Moore. Yeah, it, probably. I mean, Cole Hamels was pretty good two years ago, and then I think he was injured last year, right? Yeah, he like, dealt he, with a lot of injuries. The he didn't even pitch year. in the playoffs with the Braves, right? No, he did not. Yeah. I'm fairly certain he didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's healthy and good to go, I feel like, I mean, the fans would obviously love Cole Hamels back. Um, mm. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, but I think they're definitely, if they keep winning, uh, I think that we're definitely pro- we're definitely going to trade for another starter, probably, and maybe a center fielder. I think center fielder should definitely be the highest priority. If we can get, um, if we can get both, like if we had another solid starter and an everyday center fielder, um, then yeah, I think we would have a legit shot to win the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah, they definitely need a center fielder because Moniac. So far, it's just been a strikeout machine. Like he's he's not gonna solve the problem. I mean, it's still early, but yeah, um, I, I doubt Odubel's gonna solve anything when they eventually bring him up. Roman Quinn just needs to get off the team. Yeah, he is just uh, he's rough to watch. Like I don't think I don't think there's a single player I've ever watched him. Like he's li- literally an automatic out. Like, mm-hmm. He got a. He had a hard hit the other night, but like besides that, it's just yeah. strike out. I mean, he's, out. he's made some decent strike contact, mm-hmm. but like, geez, like, uh, he's just bad. I uh, one name that kind of interests me is uh, Starling Marte. I I think that the Marlins were, I think that I heard talks that they might trade him. Um, he's been good for them to start. I mean, he's kind of mm-hmm. old, but. He'd be a lot better than anybody we have. Uh, I don't really know who else would be available. That stuff usually comes to light closer to the deadline. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But um, as for the everyday players, um, Bryce has been pretty unlucky, but he had a great day today, three for three with a walk. Uh, Reese has been really good to start the year. Segura has actually... He he's been hitting for a great. I'm pretty sure he's hitting like 340 to start the year or something like that. Yeah, he's had a hit in like eight straight games, I think it is. Yeah, DD, um, DD has been been good. JT, uh, Bohm has been clutch, pretty much whenever we need him needed him to be. He's well, struggling a little bit right now, though. Most scenarios, but... uh, he had that. Um, what was it? Uh, what was that? Uh, what night was it? We had that. Was it last night or two nights ago? We had that. Uh, two outs. Hit that like, the little blooper over the shortstop's head. 
I think it was last night. Either way, he's he's just been great with runners in scoring position. Like he's been, he like he. I always I'm always confident that he's going to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was. He just needs to get a little more consistent. But I'm not worried about him. Um, and I think. Uh, go ahead. Everybody's Nick. like playing well offensively, but we're just still not putting up runs, and it's because everybody yeah. just strikes out. No ball gets put in play. Yeah. I think like, the lineup needs to change. Like, like that's easy to say from my standpoint because I'm not making the lineups every day. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it needs to change. Like something's just not clicking overall. Yeah, especially I in think, that last uh, series we played. I mean, I mean, Kutch has gotten some hits recently, but I'm not. I'm never really too. He's walking a lot. Huh? He's walking a lot. Yeah, but. I don't know. I'm just he's never just too. Not, he's not a good I'm just never too confident when Couch comes to the plate. I mean, he was definitely better two years ago than he is now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, that's expected. He came off what it was ACL, right? Um, yeah. I mean, he's still solid, but he's not. We need a legit leadoff hitter. Uh, Hopefully, that center fielder we potentially get at the deadline is. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I really wish that we kept, like, if we kept Corey Dickerson, dude, oh my god. He's so set right now. He's so good. He could also be available, Uh, Bernie. I wish we still had him, but, uh, what even, I I forget what happened with Dickerson. He just, he just left. He signed with the Marlins. I I know he's on the Marlins. I just didn't know. I forgot how we, I feel like, uh, I think, uh, it was something, I don't know. I think we just didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Yeah, he would be well because at the time we still like Kingery. We thought I could play center field. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the time it wasn't terrible, but right now he's just a great contact. He would be a perfect leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at uh, other potential players, I, I'm not really again. I'm not really sure who's going to be available. Um, but if we can find. A solid late season pickup, or even honestly, I I sooner rather than later would would be better. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what we're gonna do about. I don't know what we're gonna do about the fourth fourth starter because well, I guess fifth. Um, but I don't Maybe know. Maybe they start <laughs> Howard, but I'm not really too confident with Howard. Yeah, I don't know about Howard right now. I just. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they started Velasquez one day. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's that's not what we want to hear, but I feel like he's better than Matt Moore. Probably. Uh, uh, I mean, I didn't watch the game on what was it? I guess yesterday. Yeah. Um, then he have like two clean innings. Who Velasquez? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. That's always um, his mo, though. Yeah, he he's so inconsistent. A lot of He'll strike out the side and they'll give up five runs in an inning, but I don't know. In the, in the immediate future, I don't know if he even gets another. I don't know if we even give Matt Moore another chance to pitch. I'm not even kidding. Uh, maybe, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll give him one more shot. I mean, everybody has a bad day, but he against the Braves, he was really bad. Uh, the Mets the first time. That was the game we lost, right? 
Or no, is that the game we won? No, we won that game. That was against the ground. But we had to we had to make a. That was just because their bullpen blew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we'll see about Matt Moore. Um, but yeah, I love our, I love our top three, the lineup. It'll come around. Um, overall, I'm just I'm really I couldn't really expect much more than eight and seven after fifteen when when with the teams that we played. Um, Going six and six against the Braves and Mets was is solid. I mean, I it would have been nice if we didn't lose three in a row to the Mets, but it is what it is. All right, so transitioning to the Sixers, uh, we just got a big win against the Clippers, um, and we play the Warriors tomorrow. Uh, what do you? What is everyone's thoughts on the Sixers? Current position, um, yeah, like uh, Joel and B has just been killing it per usual. What was the status like first sixer to have like yeah. 35 and something since like AI or whatever? And like yeah, three, three straight, straight it's like three straight 35 or 30 35 plus point games. Like, he's just been absolutely unstoppable. Um, I was going to like say that Jokic should probably be the MVP just because of the games played but um i learned something i didn't know the other day and to be eligible for the awards you only have to play 70 percent of your team's games and yeah, like if joel if joel plays like um all of the uh upcoming games besides four of them they'll still play 70 percent. so like i'd i'd say he's probably my mvp I think if yeah. you're giving MVP Go just ahead. based off games played, that's just stupid, and he obviously doesn't deserve it. If you're just giving it to him because, like, giving it to him by default because of the other people missing games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, injuries are a part of like sports, unfortunately, and there's been like a condensed schedule. I mean, you see like people dropping like flies, so mm-hmm. I think it's a bit unfair to to give you every. No, literally every MVP candidate yeah, pretty much has been hurt at one so. point, except for Jokic. Uh, like LeBron's been hurt. Has Steph like missed any time? I mean, he's like missed. He's missed. Steph time, missed yeah. that week where they lost to the Raptors by fifty. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And oh. he missed. He's he missed the. He missed another week where we played them. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a part of the game, and I don't think it's really. I mean, Jokic is a good player. I mean, he's obviously MVP. He's having a great season. Yeah, I mean, like, he's definitely, like, an MVP-level player. But I think just to give him the award because X, Y, and Z didn't play as many games as he did, it's just, it's not, I don't like that rationale. Yeah. And quite frank, I don't know. Like, whenever I watch Embiid, like, I'm, like, amazed at what he can do at his size. Like, I always see these these videos that people post, like, House of Highlights. Not House of Highlights doesn't really publicize us much, but, like, um, but, like I've just seen videos of, like, Embiid replicating like moves that Kobe hit and stuff like that, and like for me, a seven footer replicating those type of moves is pretty crazy. Also, just the amount of like attention he commands, like he's literally getting triple teamed every play, but like, not every play, but there's a good amount of times where he's triple teamed. But I wanted to bring up how Ben's been playing, I guess, ever since the All Star break. Like, um, I mean. 
I want to say the last few games he's picked it up, but he's still showing like the same problems that we've brought up in the past. Like he's just absolutely worthless on offense in the clutch. Yeah, and he's I just mean, being so unaggressive. Just not. There's, I mean, I don't want to like give him any excuses or anything like that. But um, I don't know if you guys have heard about the whole. And I guess we can say this because this has been made public. Like pretty yeah. much everyone knows. But like the whole thing with uh, his sister and their half brother, Sean Tribe. I mean, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to make any excuses for him, but I feel like that decline after all-star break, I feel like that is kind of what led to it. And it's like, it's a really sticky situation because on one hand, like Liv Simmons is like, oh, I've been like molested since a young age and stuff like that. And then on the other side, you're having like the defense saying, oh, there's just one of her like manic episodes or something like that. And the way that I see it is like, obviously we've seen that like Ben and Sean Tribe are really close. I mean, we all saw that like he gave Sean Sean Tribe a car and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously I'm not trying to give him any excuses. I don't know what the case, maybe he just regressed, but um, I feel like when, when you have like a family matter like that um, and considering how you're close to both sides and one side hurt the other, I, I think that's like, something that does take a bit of a toll on you. And, and he did say that, like, I think he, like, hinted towards it in one of, like, his interviews. And he said something like, there's a lot of stuff outside that, like, we can't, or, like, I can't control. I don't know. I don't think that was the exact quote. But he said something like, I forgot what game it was, but he had a really bad game. And he basically said this, like, one quote, which kind of, like, stood out a little bit to me. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird, like, something happening. And I guess just, like, the timing of, like, live saying her side and just like the whole back and forth that's happening i feel like that's taking a toll on him. um i guess i agree that maybe that could take a toll but like i don't know he he's out there and he's playing i, I, I don't know what that has to do with him taking the ball to the rim you know what i mean like that's what i'm saying i don't think, like he just completely stops um, could be like a lack finishing of... well like it's gotten a little better uh since it, it it was like terrible and like that one Cavs game what he shot like uh, two for 11 like 13 or something like that yeah, yeah like i don't know like i i guess um i don't know i, I guess that's that could play it, a factor but we probably will never know for sure but i feel like yeah. he shouldn't be saying all these things um to the media like the championship thing like how he said we're gonna win yeah. a championship like he was asked yeah that. I, like, I don't know what no, but okay, I, mean, okay, I don't okay. hate come it on, because come on. Sorry, you go, and I'll go. I'll go. Well, I was going to say, I don't hate it because, like, I like confidence. I like confidence in the team, especially more so than him saying, give me defense player of the year, which he's right. But, um, you yeah. know. I mean, the Nets comment was, he, was he actually the asked the question, like, you guys, yeah, but this is the thing. We can't get mad at him for this. It's not like he's sitting down at the podium every day and, like, I'm going to win defensive player of the year. I'm going to win the championship. Like, He's getting asked these questions. Someone mm-hmm. like I, I, yeah, no, I'm not really mad at those. I mean, I'm, I think I'm more mad I get at what you're saying. Like, because he's gonna have like, like he's asked that. Like he can't. There's nothing else have to back it up. That's so, the, I think that's the thing. But yeah, he has to back it like, up too. That's the main I mean, point. I don't know how I would feel as a fan if like my franchise player said, "No, nah, we're not winning the finals this year." I would rather. Yeah, say, yeah, like yeah. or maybe like we're con- like the championships are goal. He could have maybe said that. But I like the whole mindset that, like, we're winning a championship. 
Yeah, like, yeah to I me, that, that makes me a lot more comfortable as a fan to know that, like, this team has, like, the drive. They want to win it. They don't think they can just contend, but they can go all the way and win it. For sure. It's hypocritical that Donovan Mitchell did the whole rookie thing. Exactly. And everybody was, like, laughing, like, haha, that's funny. And then and Gobert then, cried, then, too. Well, everybody, literally every single person besides Sixers fans just hates Ben Simmons. It, it exactly. Just no, even Sixers fans hate Ben Simmons. He's, he well, might I should say – Fifty percent of Sixers fans and everybody in the NBA community that's not a Sixers fan hates Ben Simmons. So basically, the only people that Ben Simmons has behind him is the media, because the media understands that he's an impactful player. The players understand he's an impactful player, but you know the woke. Um, yeah, the quote unquote the woke. woke stat freaks. And I'm not saying they're completely wrong; like they're right in some ways. But I hate when they try to disregard how good he's been defensively because he's not it's a just, rim protector. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, rim protection is important. I'm not going to say it's not. But Gobert gets exposed. He gets exposed by any elite center that he plays. I mean, and, he is. And they're like, okay, but even when he gets exposed, you know, his team, he, he still impacts team defense way more. And I just disagree with that because maybe when he's clamping, sure, whole impact team defense because I was watching the Pacers game and he was really good uh, when people got when people beat their man and they were going to the rim. He does a really good job of protecting it and stopping them from scoring. But um, he's seven foot man, like that, yeah. But I, I mean, I get their point about the rim protection, sure. But but that's not. But when he's getting like these insane numbers put up against him by these top centers. I just don't understand how you can, how you can justify that because his like, rim protection is really good in the same game. I, I no, know. I get that. And if you think about it, like who are the people that Gobert goes up? I mean, Gobert goes up against Embiid, Jokic. He, I was going to say he, got he goes up against maybe two or three elite players. Yeah, maybe Carl Anthony Towns you can throw in. He goes up against Bam Adebayo, probably guards Kristaps, Nurkic, Vucevic. And you can see, like, the decline of, like, skill eventually. And, I mean, the rest are very good players, but that drop-off from Embiid to Jokic. But meanwhile, you have Ben Simmons that's guarding people like Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, Paul George, Kyrie Irving. And it's not even that he's guarding them. It's the fact that he's shutting them down for the most part. I, I, know, I know people like to say, oh, but Kyrie dropped 37 or whatever it was. Kyrie dropped 37 on Ben Simmons. I mean, or two points not points. really. It was, two point, it was one for two on 15 possessions. And then the that, rest was just him trying to call screens. And I, Ben gonna, did him. Ben did credit like he did kind of. He was kind of hypocritical because he said I dropped forty two on Gobert, yeah. so that kind of opened well, up the whole argument. But I'm not gonna lie. Um, I do kind of. I'm not saying that Ben shouldn't be defense player of the year, but I kind of kind of see their point when they're talking about team defense because, like, Kyrie scored thirty seven points on the sixth. Like Ben wasn't. He may not have been on him, but he also wasn't stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing with Paul George. He wasn't on him the whole time, but he also wasn't stopping him. So when they're talking about team defense, in some situations, yeah, Gobert well, probably does have a bigger. To impact. that point, they're like, oh well, um, without Gobert, like the Jazz defense just be awful. But like we saw, like Paul George and Kyrie were just owning the rest of the Sixers players, just because uh, Ben was switched off of them. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm but I'm saying the fact that the fact that 
their point is the fact that he the is switched off of them means that he's not guarding them and they're scoring. But Gobert, no matter who he's on, can protect the rim. That's their point. And it's not a terrible yeah. argument, but he but Ben has consistently locked up uh superstars this year. Yes, several of and the these, best players. These last two games aren't really don't really indicate how much he's guarded these players. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even from the get-go of yesterday's game or Friday's game, I'm pretty sure Danny Green was guarding Paul George from like the start. Yeah. I don't even think I think Simmons was on uh, uh, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, like but that. I was just gonna also mention that if you notice, um, I think that there might be some sort of strategy of like saving saving Ben's defense for the fourth quarter. Like his all of his energy because he was on Paul George at the end of the game. Yeah, like he got last, locked down on that last possession, like for completely. like the last few minutes of the game. So the club, maybe the had like five straight turnovers, something like that. Yeah, Doc said it's because he wants to save his fouls. Like he doesn't want to yeah. trouble right away. That he, he yeah, gets, that and maybe well, just saving. Now that he's not, not that he's not going to put all of the energy on whoever he's guarding, but it's a lot more uh, taxing when you have to guard somebody who's going to have the ball in their hands constantly. I feel like that might also like um not saving um him for the fourth quarter, but like on offense, I feel like he's not putting as much effort in on offense because he's so locked in on defense. I don't know. I feel like honestly, I would rather have slight a slight drop off on defense yeah. if you if it means um yeah, but I mean, I mean, we're winning as a, we're like, winning games, but. Like, it's a matter of if, yeah, when we get to. I don't know. I feel it's, like, it's like um, it's nothing matters until what two months, maybe even a couple weeks. Of the year. Like, that's like that's what the NBA is getting to. The season is a month and a half, <laughs> like, yeah. and it's clear as um, day by the Nets by what the Nets are doing. Um, yeah, they're, they're their season doesn't start until May, when the playoffs start. Which yeah. is. I would be and scared. they're just like, winning games without their stars just because the team is so talented anyway. But they really don't care about seeding. Yeah, anyway. it's actually crazy. Like, uh, Landry Shamit just dropped 30 points today. Yeah, think, well, that's... that's well, they lost. Guys, they lost. That confidence is not a good thing. Like, trying to go against Giannis, Chris Middleton, and uh, Drew Holiday in the second round, all very capable defenders. That's like, That'll be their first... The second they're round gonna get will tested. Be like their first test. Because I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna coast in the first, first round too. To be in the playoffs. I can guarantee yeah. you one of their stars is gonna miss a few games in the first round too, and it's not gonna matter. And who says they're gonna stay healthy in the playoffs too? Like they keep getting hurt. That's true, but I yeah, it's weird. I would bet like a pretty good amount that they're all gonna be healthy by the second round. But who knows? I just think that um, your first test being the second round of playoffs against a really talented defensive team is not a good. Yeah, recipe. like as a Nets fan, I don't think I would really. I mean, obviously the team's doing great as is, but I want to see at least like Harden, Kyrie, and Durant like have a true test at least in the regular season because I feel like like Nick said to wait until the second round is a bit. It's not really the safest bet you can take. That's definitely true, but all of these, well, I get. I mean, I, I guess I can say all all of those stars have been there before. I mean, Harden hasn't been there in the prime of his career like in the finals but um you know he's been right there with one of the best teams ever and kd and Kyrie obviously both won championships 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think yeah. they're more than capable of showing up in the second round and winning. But like you said, uh, it might, it might, I, I'd say small chance, but it might come back to bite them. Yeah, it could backfire completely. But I don't know. That team does scare me, though, because they are winning without a lot. Of, like, they're just ro- – it's weird. It's kind of like a revolving door of just who plays. Like, I think Durant played, and then, and then like, a couple minutes he just – It really – that's pretty much exactly what it is. It's a revolving door of who plays. Well, for yeah. the longest time, like, Harden was winning by himself. I mean, Kyrie – well, they didn't win today, but they were pretty damn close. I know the, the Heat didn't have Jimmy, but, I mean, it's just – it's cre- like one of those guys missing, like it's well for two of them for Katie and Ky- or, uh, Katie and Harden. That's those are two like that's a top ten player missing in game for any other team. That likely means a loss. Yeah, and for these guys, for, for a lot of teams, like if Luca misses a game, Mavs are screwed. Um, Curry misses a game, no chance the Warriors are going to win that game. Um, like we said earlier, fifty point loss to the Raptors. Like yeah. exactly. Just on that KD boat. misses a game. Oh, we're still gonna. Oh, we're still gonna you win got Harden game. and Kyrie, and then even if you don't have Harden, then you have K- Kyrie and KD. It's crazy. Yeah, they have like a, it's, they have top five like duo, maybe top three duo, regardless. And then they have one of the best shooters in the, in the NBA, Joe yeah, Harris. Joe Harris has, been really disappointing every time I've watched him. Recently, he's been bad. I'm not. I I do agree with that. He was bad against the Sixers. He was well. He he had a couple shots today, but. Um, if we get the version of Joe Harris against the Sixers in the playoffs, he'll have a lot more open looks. In the he was really the bad against us uh, in the first round a couple of years ago, too. But he was. He yeah, was. He only does in the first game this year, though. It, it, ma- it makes it a lot easier to play with KD, Kyrie, and Harden, though. That's the thing. That's what but I was going to say, like, yeah. I'm not really worried about him, obviously. Like that's, that's just a given. I'm just more worried about how we're supposed to defend. The three of them, if they're all on the court. How would we like? Let's talk about like the matchups. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say this might be um, this might be kind of like crazy to say, but I think if I had to pick one that I'm least worried about, it's I'm probably least worried about Harden in a series against us. I feel like Ben matches up really well with Harden, but nobody matches up well with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yeah, he had he had thighable like. Like nobody awesome. matches up with Kyrie. Well, Thibault did stick to him. Yeah, but he Kyrie's got some impossible shots. Up shots. Yeah. yeah. He had but that weird I, left, like left-handed thing too. And I, thought I think was that well. they were. My guess is that they have been on Harden because if you can, in any way, uh, take away. Not take hard like it's hard to explain. Like if you can limit his playmaking yeah. ability and his scoring, um, you know. But again, like it's just so it's just well, so hard starters, because oh, if you starts. limit Harden, they pass to Kevin Durant. If you limit Kevin Durant, which is probably not going to happen, they pass to Kyrie Irving. Like I don't I know. Think George like, Hill would start and guard Kyrie. That that could happen too. Um. Yeah, I think uh, Seth. Um, I wouldn't. I want him off the bench. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened in the playoffs. But Um, I. I don't know. I feel like Seth could 
guard Joe Harris pretty easily, but they definitely try to like um like switch onto him and attack him. Yeah, like every time. He's not that bad of a defender, I don't think. I think he's a solid defender for like his frame, mm-hmm. but starting George Hill over him is probably a good idea. Depending well, then, how good George Hill plays, like hopefully we get to see that tomorrow. Yeah, but again, you also you want somebody to be a general for the second second unit. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know, but would you guys agree that we're probably going to put Ben on Harden, or do you think that we're going to put him on KD? Um, I, would, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know my I mean, logic what, what was. I think Tobias might be on Harden. Huh? Yeah, that's what, oh. I was gonna think. Oh, I was gonna say the opposite. My logic was, was yeah, me too. Was that um, Harden? I know he's like a little chubbier now, but like Harden is a guy that is that can just blow right by you, even even now, because his first step, even though he's not like the best player in the world, he's he's quick. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think no matter what what you do on KD, he's gonna get a shot up. But I'd rather have a seven foot two Ben in his face. That is tr- that's, that's true. That's true. What I'm saying is Ben Harden's not gonna blow by Ben. You know what I mean? So you either mm-hmm. have Kevin Durant, he's gonna be he's gonna take one dribble and pull up either way. So you either have Tobias on him or and or you if you have Tobias on Harden and Harden blows by him, then that breaks down the defense and somebody's gonna be wide open. So I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a a real challenge it's, to. I think he's yeah. fast enough to keep up with him and get in front of. Him. He I, mean, if, I mean, I don't think he's really been. Like, I feel like he's the person I'd want to finish out at the rim out of the three against Joel. Like Kyrie's shown multiple times that he can finish at the rim with Joel. Well, the thing about Harden is, when I've watched him this year, especially in the limited sample size where they were all playing together, he usually doesn't go up with it. He'll kick it out to the open guy most times. So if he, but if he does, I, I guess if he's going to finish at the rim, I guess, I guess. Yeah. But either way, like all of them, I just, unless they start Jeff green over DeAndre Jordan, everybody's going to be on the outside on there. Yeah. All of them are like superstar ISO players. So like there's, it's They're like three of the top, like fifteen. Well, Harden and Katie are probably top ten scorers of all time, top five, six, seven, maybe. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's up there too. Like it's just mind-boggling to even think about. I don't know how NBA coaches. Well, we haven't seen them together together a lot, but like I don't know how they even think about matchups against them. It's just impossible to even think about. It really is, and they can stagger, like. Yeah, they can that's what I'm worried about. Their bench, so they have one or two of them on the court at all times. Like probably, mm-hmm. I I would highly doubt that there's ever going to be a situation in the playoffs where all three of them are on the bench in a close, in unless it's a blowout, obviously. And that's what worries me. Like we always we talk about Doc hopefully shortening the bench in the playoffs, but I don't know. Like we said uh, with the Clippers, he he really didn't, but he did have better bench pieces. But um, I don't know. Those all bench lineups against a top five player in the NBA, it's just not going to work out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the Nets are deep, and they have three 
superstars. So they're, it's they're uh, it's going to be awfully difficult to to beat them. Our best bet is we have to have to have to keep the one seed if we want any chance. Uh, yeah, and I want to talk about this too. Like, I think yes, we're definitely going to get the one seed at this point. Not definitely, obviously. But... I mean, honestly, I want to say that, but we have two games against the Bucks this week. We play the Suns still. Um, I mean, we need to win against the Warriors tomorrow, which I think we will win. Curry's uh, questionable. Curry's been red hot. Oh, if Curry plays and Tobias is out, then that's kind of scary. Oh, we play the Suns this Wednesday. Okay. It's so three games against the Hawks at home, games. which we should win. If we After get these next four games, games it's yeah. locked. the last whatever, get how many games it is, there's like last one, 12. two playoff teams. It's the Hawks and the Heat. Like, yeah. it's the rest I of mean, so easy after the next four. I'm really, I think the Nets are settling, honestly. I don't think they're really like making that yeah, push. For the, the thing one is, seed. like, we're desperately trying to get the wall. Yeah, the that's the thing. I mean, what's the, what's the gap? Milwaukee's like four games behind us, right? And four then, games back and two wins against us. I'm not saying they're going to beat us both times, but they could close that gap too. Yeah, so that's the only thing I'm worried about. We can't act like they're out of it. But um, just going over the schedule, we have the Warriors tomorrow, which is a must-win. Suns Wednesday, which, I mean, I trust us at home against any team, so I think we, we uh, we're fully healthy. We'll win that game. But that could be a loss. Two games away against the Bucks. Um, if we could split that, that'd be great. Uh, Thunder at home, that's a win. Two games against the Hawks at home. We should win both of those. I think. Um, I think we'll probably ahead. split that. I don't know. I feel like Trey and Capella usually give us problems. Capella. If we especially. split that, even if we do split that, we'll probably. That's fine. Come, but... yeah. And the the Nets have a pretty decently tough schedule. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll check theirs in a sec. But just finishing off, we have the Spurs away, which. Could be kind of a trap game. Uh, the Bulls away, oh, no. which could also be kind of a trap game. The Rockets the Bulls away. Don't that's have a win. Levine. Well, are they going to have them by May second? I doubt they will, because um, I'm pretty sure he's out like a couple weeks. I don't know. I no. guess he could be oh, back. That would be that would be good. But um, yeah, and um, then we have Rockets away. Win Pelicans at home is a win. Pistons at home is a win. Pacers away. Pacers away is always a rough game for us. I know we came back this year, but for some reason, we always have trouble in Indiana. And then we have the Heat away, which obviously is probably going to be a tough game. Uh, and then two games at home against the Magic. So if we can get to, if we can get to the last two games tied or ahead, then we're fine. Looking at the Nets, they have Pelicans away, which you never know. KD will probably be out and Harden, so you never know. Uh, then Raptors away, that's a win. Celtics, Celtics, Celtics are playing really well. Suns, then Raptors again. Pacers away, Blazers at home. Uh, two games away against the Bucks as well. Away against the Mavs, away against the Nuggets. So yeah, they they have some they have some tough games too, but they finish the game. The, the season, home against the Bulls and Cavs. Those are two wins. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if we go into the last two games 
down, uh, that would not be ideal. So mm-hmm. we just need to we need to get to those last two games ahead. We need to be either tied for the one seed or ahead of the Nets, and we're fine. For sure. Yeah, I think the biggest question though is how many of like these remaining games does Embiid play? Because um, I mean you don't know if maybe he just sits out down the stretch to rest up for the playoffs. I uh, think if the one seed is clenched, they'll take it easy on him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have, they they how many are back to backs. Do we have? I haven't checked that. Uh, I didn't hear There's one this week. Yeah, one Wednesday, Thursday there? this week. One May second and third. One. Oh, May really? We play the Suns. We play yeah, the Suns at home, then the Bucks away back to back. That's rough. No back to backs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Spurs Bulls back to back, and then Heat Magic back to back. So yeah, we have a few more back to backs. I'd imagine he might not even play the last two games. So well, probably not. If we're ahead, he, yeah. there's no shot he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, this next stretch up until just the end of the month. Up until that that Hawks game is really going to define where we are. Um, if we can split with the Bucks, we're in great shape. Assuming that we can beat the Warriors, and I don't know, this whole this whole week is just going to be huge. This whole week, uh, Warriors, Suns, Bucks, Bucks. If we can go three and one. I'll be more than confident. Even two and two, I'm so confident. Two and two would be fine, depending on how the Nets do. Uh, but yeah, they. I'm assuming that they're going to sit KD for about a week again. Yeah, oh, yeah they definitely will. I mean, they're they're not taking any risks with him. But I mean, that's another thing that we, about the playoffs. Like, I don't know, he's fragile. Like, he gets didn't even look like anything happened to him today. Like, yeah, and he went out with like. like a... I, I'm like, sure he probably could have stayed in the game if it was the playoffs. Yeah, he probably would have. I think that was just a way to get get him throw up a couple shots and go back in. But yeah, they have a they have a pretty difficult week ahead. Uh, like I said, Pelicans away, Raptors away. If the Raptors are ever gonna play their players, I don't know. Like, what's what's going on with the Raptors? Like, they played nobody tonight. Literally nobody, except for Gary um, Trent. Uh, I think the tank is just in full effect. Which this doesn't point. make sense because they could still make the playoffs. Yeah, I, guess I don't, don't care. Yeah, like I don't know. Fully healthy, they just have not been. I don't know what happened this year, but I feel like yeah. they were exposed as the team they were in the bubble. Like they went to seven against the Celtics, but there's no reason that the series should have went to seven. Like, yeah, no. If OG doesn't make that shot, they probably lose in five, definitely six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, this is uh, this is it. This is crunch time. Uh, it's picking up. Bro. I'm excited. I'm actually very excited. Like, I, I, yeah, this time of year, this time of year, I get really, really excited. I get very uh, into it. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't get let down. As oh, I Sam, have. I think the if if some, I don't think I've ever experienced like 
more sadness in like sports than I did when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot. That might have been like the most devastating thing I've ever witnessed. I mean, the fact, okay, you know, maybe if he just swished it, I would have been like, God, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm devastated. But like, it, like, I saw it bounce. I heard it clunk four times and then go (laughs) through. And then I see, like, oh man, but I just, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Kawhi Leonard made a lot of people cry in that playoff run. I mean, he made Giannis cry. Myself, and I'm not really even. I'm not even embarrassed to admit that. Oh yeah, me neither. I mean, uh, the worst part is I had to face so much crap when I went to school the next day. I think like I remember vividly, my Spanish teacher. He knew I was a Sixers fan because he's seen me wear like a Simmons jersey multiple times. I kid you not. I walk into the class and he's playing the clip and he looks at me and laughs. And I'm like, oh there's God. no way you're doing this. Like, it was so messed up. Jeez. Like. I just I, I can't get past that. And the thing that the thing that annoys me, and also I'm just probably gonna go on a little rant about this, is that if Kawhi Leonard didn't hit that shot, we're winning the finals, hundred percent. I'm very confident in that. And we would have Jimmy Butler right now. We probably run it back, honestly. Like we probably have the same exact lineup that we did. That we'd have a great. We would have yeah, a great. We would I have tried I try not to dwell on the past too much because it's. Do I. It's we, like I mean, I said. think we probably would have won an OT, but you never know. And uh, I don't know. It's it's it sucks. It sucks. I just hope I don't feel that again. I hope I just don't. I feel think that. the only way that I'll be absolutely devastated this year is if we lose in the second round to a team not named Brooklyn. Yeah, Yo. like if we lost to the Celtics. If we lost to the Celtics be, again this year, I would. That'd be the worst. Bro, like that scenario. would just. Oh, dude! After literally, we would never be able to say another word again. After all this shit that we've said, I don't think we could see her. Like, I think we might just have to like leave that group chat completely. Because literally, like, okay, people already say that nothing we do against the Celtics in the regular season matters. But if we lose this year, when we had the one seed or whatever we finish, and they were struggling all year, but honestly, uh, I was actually gonna say that we talk about this. The Celtics, um, uh, Nate was saying earlier that he's a little threatened by them. I really, like, I know, I understand that they're picking it up, but like, I don't know, that team is just, they're really not that good. And especially, like, we neutralize Tatum every time when we have Ben Simmons. Yeah, and that's the I don't thing see him, I, I don't see him going off on us to be. Honest. I just don't see him. He would have to go off for, in order for the Celtics to beat us in a seven-game seven series. He would have to go off in four mm-hmm. wins. Um, like when I say I feel threatened by them, it just like they're picking it up finally. And like when they get Fournier back, they can have like the same team they basically did. Not the same team, like, but they can run the same lineups they did with Hayward, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And is- like obviously, our best players aren't really known for playing well in the playoffs. Like, obviously, Joel averaged 30 last year, but, like, he was really bad in the second half of every game, and also his stamina was just really bad. Obviously, this year's a lot different, but that's, like, the main worry I have with this team against, like, I, anybody besides the Nets. I also, I just feel like uh, I understand um, – I, I know that like it's it's a prove it league and you have to prove that you're capable, but I don't know. I just don't think, especially when talking about like playing the Celtics, I don't I I don't think using individual performances sure, 
But team performances, like when Celtics fans argue, oh, we beat you in the past, so we're going to beat you this year. Like that yeah, has nothing that. to do with anything. Like mm-hmm. our team in 2018 was not good. Like we were pretty good. We had a we won all those games then the season, but our roster is really not that great. I, I'm not going to lie that that was a lot of fun. That roster, like I it just was, it. it was fun. It was so much. It was just not a good roster at all. It just like, didn't. It didn't work in the playoffs because JJ and Marco Bell. JJ didn't hit shots. Roko didn't hit shots. He also yeah, got Roko, on defense. Roko went scoreless twice in that series. Oof, I'm man. I I don't know how badly I. I don't know. I feel like I might be the only and, person on this. Oh, sorry, you go. Go ahead. No, I was just going to no. say, obviously, Ben had that one-point game. Oh, yeah, that so. was terrible. I remember. That was terrible. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I just miss that team, bro. Like, I miss having was... Marco Bellinelli and Irsan Silva. I just miss those guys. Dude, watching Irsan against the Lakers the other – I think it was yesterday. Dude, I would have yeah, loved yeah, to have instead of Mike Scott. So much better than Mike Scott. Mike's <laughs> – I wanted to bring this up, actually. Mike's, like – been playing like solid recently, but and then he just follows up with a complete dud against the Clippers. Just like I don't know, shoot, I, like three for he's two for nine, nine. threes. Yeah, two, two for nine. I mean, like I mean, I don't get it. I love it's the guy. Not, he's just not a good NBA player. Yeah, I just don't understand because he was. We're not asking. Like the thing is, we're not reliable asking. two years ago. He was. He just he gets. Too much hate in this fan base. Like it's too focused on. Like he's just he's the tenth man on this team, basically. Like, <laughs> well, base, he's basically the eleventh man because like Tyrese is better than him. But obviously, we're not playing Tyrese in most most situations. When when Drew comes back, I don't. I, it just would have been really nice to pick up another. If we had another solid backup four. This team would be complete. Do you know what you know like, what annoys me about Mike Scott though? Oh, sorry, actually, Jack, I mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. The thing that like annoys me about Mike Scott is we're not asking him to like climb Mount Everest or something. And we're not asking him to like dribble the ball and create his own shot. He literally gets wide open threes. Yeah, he just he has the easiest he's, job in the league is just to sit is, in a corner and Ben Simmons will do all the work. Ben Simmons does all the work for him, and all he needs to do is hit the three and he shoots two for nine. Like that's ridiculous. I feel like any of us could shoot nine open three-pointers in an NBA court and at least make more than two of them. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Come on now. My shot's cash. I don't know. We were, I, I were, we, he was a reliable shooter, and then I don't know what happened. I think it was the headbands. Uh, I'm not going to lie, because he was a dog <laughs> with the ninja bands, and ever since then, he's just not been the same player. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying, like, I'm trying to think what our our bench lineup is going to be with George Hill. Um, maybe we could play Matisse at the four. Play in the playoffs and and just cut Mike Scott out of the rotation for the rest of the regular season. I think. Um, I don't yeah, think we like, ever cut Mike Scott to be honest, or at least not now. I don't think at this point they would. I think you mean just cut his minutes. No, no, I get that. I don't think they would do that still. Doc is in love with him. Something, yeah. I mean, everyone's gonna, in love with him on that coaching staff and and on the team. And I mean, rightfully be so, I guess, because like he's a grit guy. I guess he's like probably one of the glue guys on that team. I don't know. I want to see. I want to see more of Anthony Tolliver. Like, I want to see him play a little bit. I mean, he was like, solid. I'm sure if he shot nine threes, he could have made more than two of them. He, he shot two. Shooter. He shot one or two. Yeah, he like, shoots like 
he's career thirty five or something. I mean, it's not it's not terrible. I feel like he's too similar to Mike, though. Like, I don't think he's going to be an upgrade at all. Like, I'll probably not just really. do the same things that uh, we get mad at Mike for. But he'll make the threes at least. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is he reliable? Like, he really has never done anything. I don't know, man. I, I feel Shall like any player could do. Oh, no. If we had now, I just oh, don't understand man. why. If we had Irson, man. Oh man! If we had Irson out to like imagine Irson hitting like or just getting nine open three pointers, he would at least hit like three or four. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah, he was honestly against the Lakers. Maybe it was a fluky game, but I mean, he's always been pretty reliable. This doesn't really matter, like for the season, but if Furkan like puts on like a little. Uh, muscle this offseason, then I feel like he could be a solid backup forward because he like he's what six seven something like that. Oh yeah, he's like, like, he just needs some muscle, and I feel like he could be solid at the four. But that doesn't really matter now, mm-hmm. obviously. I think we're like I think a lot of people are way way too quick. It was scary; they were way too quick to give up on Forcon. I mean, he's twenty three, and like he's a pretty good shot. I, I like him. I'm like he's really good when he plays with the starters. The starters I think it, would be, it has players. to be like an ego thing. I'm not gonna because he seems like the type of guy that has a little bit of an ego. So he's probably like, "Oh, look at me! I'm playing like with the starters. I'm a big boy." So he probably like <laughs> steps up his game because of that. But I don't know. yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like he just has these hot stretches. Um, I mean, just has these like really bad stretches. But the thing with him is like he's been uh, really active on defense. And that's definitely gonna uh, like uh, get him an argument to get some minutes in the playoffs. Like I don't think he should play in the playoffs. Yeah, dude. In his last, he's four been really games, active on defense. Yeah, in his last four games, he has three steals, two, two in, and five steals. He's been like really solid lately, and he's also like, I don't know, like not shooting two for nine from three. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um... Recently, he's been really good. Let's just hope that he can be a consistent shooter in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think, like you guys had mentioned earlier, that we might cut him out of the rotation. I highly doubt that for the playoffs with what we have right now. Who, Furkan? Yeah. I don't think we're going to cut Furkan. If we could just combine Matisse Thibel and Furkan Korkmaz into one player, (laughs) that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But yeah, I think... uh, I don't know. I uh, I think that Doc is going to hopefully come to a senses and run an eight-man rotation uh, with George Hill, Matisse. Well, maybe – actually, no. It'll, it'll probably end up being nine. Honestly, mm-hmm. again, like we, we had the same discussion. It might even be ten. Who knows? I don't even I just, care how many like players it is as long as he has – Starters on the court at all times. Yeah, I want to um, see like I want to see Embiid, Simmons, or Tobias at least on the court. He said at one point, I forget when he said this. It was a while ago, but he said something about like um how many minutes Joel's gonna play in the playoffs. I forget what it was though. I think it was. I think he said thirty-eight. I think that's what. He yeah, said. like that's a oh, good yeah. number. That is He's playing what like thirty-three right now. Less, I think. Really. Yeah, that's a good number. So I feel like that's some optimism for like how he's going to manage the rotation. He's playing. Like Ben can probably play forty. Yeah, thirty-two mm-hmm. minutes. 
Tobias could play yeah. 40 also. Like, I, I think that's a good sign for, like, our worries about if he's going to play the bench too much. Yeah, if 38 minutes, yeah, that's that'd be great. Uh, I mean, that would mean that, I mean, I don't, I, I, I mean, I, I like Dwight, but, I mean, obviously when Embiid is in, um, I don't, I don't want to rely on Dwight to play like how much? How, how how many minutes does Dwight play right now? Probably like sixteen, well, eighteen. Yeah. Well, his minutes are probably inflated because of, of yeah, yeah. So I would, I'm saying he probably plays like what if Embiid 16. plays twenty two, then sixteen. Yeah, he probably plays sixteen. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think if we. If he could just come in for quick spurts and provide energy off the bench in the playoffs, that's that'll be more than enough. This isn't a knock on Dwight, but like it, it kind of just shows how good Joel is. But like, um, the different the difference between our like offensive rating and defensive rating when like Joel's in the court, uh, like in the opponent's offensive rating or whatever, is like fifteen points, like something like that. Like, we outscored Jeez. teams by 15 over 100 possessions, and Dwight gets outscored, like, 16 or something like that. Well, Actually, that also is the fact that Dwight plays with Mike Scott, yeah. Matisse, Furkan, and um, yeah. Jake. Dwight plays uh, 14.7 minutes per game. Yeah, around that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll probably be around ten in the playoffs then, which is fine. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how we implement George Hill. I really hope he plays tomorrow. I'm excited to see him play, uh, especially if Tobias is out. Then we're gonna need him, but he might be a little rusty to start. Um, but yeah, if he can be a reliable shooter and playmaker, and play quality defense, then he'll be. Will be more than more than enough um, as a as a backup point guard. And sure. the playoffs start a whole week after um, the regular season ends. Yeah, the, the playing play time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joel should be well rested. He should be able to play thirty minutes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, which sometimes when people get that much time off, it's not the best thing. But we're going to be playing in yeah, as long as probably a lowly team. So practice or something. So it'll be fine. I'm not gonna but, lie. So like, go ahead, Samir. Oh no, you go. Sorry, this is a little bit off. No, I, I actually forgot what I was gonna say. Go ahead. <laughs> when Embiid came back from his injury, I didn't think he was like gonna continue like to be as good as he was before. I think I thought he was gonna take a little step back, but like I just feel like I needed to talk about it. He's he's been really damn good lately. Like since he's come mm-hmm. back, it is mm-hmm. it's actually crazy. Like I, I was gonna be. be like, no, literally, I yeah, that was a, I, I didn't really, I mean, I always knew Zion was, like, good, but, like, I didn't actually, I've never actually watched him play, like, that many NBA games, so to watch him do what he did against us, I was like, he's a freak, bro, like, he can just, I don't know. Tossed me think... one the other day, though, with his what? seven turnovers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, like, sometimes he's really, really dominant, and then other times he can be a little shaky, but it seems like, put him in like when he picks up his dribble, hard. it's really, really, really hard to stop him. He's the best finisher in the league by like 
a wide margin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, he finishes everything. He's shooting like 61% from the field. That is crazy. He's 15 for 28 against us. Jesus. 15 for 28 against us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they that's... only attempted one three-pointer. That's ridiculous. 15 for 28. I mean, only shooting lamps is not great. Oh, yeah, no, but he's still... He gave me... That's still... still he good. made me age like five years. Yeah. Um, does anybody have uh, anything else or... I mean, we've talked about. I mean, we already talked about how George Hill is going to have like a big impact for Shake and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Shake playing off ball is going to be great. Yeah, it's that's going to be, be amazing. I think it's going to. We covered everything we wanted to cover. Yeah, pretty much. I look. He wanted to talk about Isaiah Joe, but I feel like there's nothing to talk about because I feel like he's just disappeared. There's no chance he plays. There's yeah. just, it's too late for that. Uh, it's just too late know. to implement him. I mean, maybe oh. next year. Hopefully there's not even them. an argument. There's not even an argument for him being better than Furkan at this point. So no, there's no, no shot he plays. No, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just no shot. Yeah, I hope they beef him up this off season. Like, I hope he just puts on muscle because I feel like I feel like Isaiah Joe could be decent. Last thing I was going to mention is I'm wondering if like if we're in need of a spark, if Maxi's going to get any time in the playoffs. If we needed like a spark, yeah, probably. I was going to say like. Um, like when uh, we were talking about the bench earlier, like I don't, like I said, I don't care how many uh, players we play, just as long as there's a starter on the court all the times. But like we could play like 10, 11 guys like Doc did, like based on the matchups. Like obviously Matisse is probably going to play more if we face the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, he definitely could play. Maxi was really good last game. Doc said uh, also, like, you're going to play in the playoffs or something like that. Like, he was talking about Maxi, like, always being ready. I mean, yeah, he's been, I mean, when given opportunities, he's, I feel like he'll be really good with, if if he's in with starters. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was in with a couple starters against the Clippers when he was going off, right? If I remember correctly, or no? Uh, yeah. I think he was. And, and he had, what, like 10 points, 11? Uh, nine. Mm-hmm. Nine? And three, three assists as well. Nice. Well, yeah, if we can get – I mean, I don't think he's going to play enough to put up those kind of numbers, but even if it's just like a really quick spurt to drive to the rim and get fouled or make a couple layups, then um, yeah. also, just to give somebody a quick blow on the bench. I think it had to have been this Clippers game because he hasn't really hit a three lately, but – I think he hit like a uh, maybe like a deep three something. Yeah, like. he pulled up. Yeah, he did. If he can do that consistently, that would also be amazing. That'd be nice. I think that would help. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for today. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, stay tuned for a potential NFL mock draft episode. We'll give our insight on all the uh, potential options for the Eagles and. Uh, Make sure to follow the Instagram and subscribe to the YouTube, both Broad Street coverage. Thanks for watching or listening.